Hey guys, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm Harold. Uh, as always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T U N E S slash T O O N S. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then you can listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, your preferred podcast listening app, whatever you listen on. That's cool. You can find us. Uh, finally, getting Stacy done in the house. What's going on, Stacy? Uh, not much. What about you? <laughs> not a lot. We, uh, yeah, I was talking to Stacy about what, before we started here. Uh, had to cancel on her because of a conflict. And I felt real bad, but hey, we finally got her in, so it's all good, right? Yeah. Uh, it was cool. I heard about you through uh, a guy that has been on the show before, Sam Washburn. I do and know so, yeah. Sam. So shout out to <laughs> Sam. Yes. Um, and so he uh, was in a show called The Arcade. Yes. And you actually put on that show, right? Yes, I did. And so I actually went. He did like an illustration of all of the uh, characters from Street Fighter, which was incredible. Yeah, I was super duper excited to have <laughs> that stuff That was so neat. It was one of the most intriguing things, I believe, that we had. He's a cool dude. He's, oh, he he's definitely different. He does everything like... It's perfect for what you do at Arcade, but mm-hmm. for someone that maybe hasn't been to one of the shows or heard about it, can you kind of explain like the whole idea behind it and everything? Yeah. So the Oklahoma Arcade, um, it's essentially an idea I had one day. Uh, I went to one of James Neem's shows. I went to his um, Kanye West Melody or Solid show. Oh, yeah. I was at yeah. that too. I, how did That's we crazy. not see each other? Because <laughs> there was a million people. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, eight oh eights and solid snakes. Yes, that I went to fun. that, and uh, it was about a week or so later. I was just really inspired. I'm like, why? Why don't I do something like oh, that? Oh, I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah. It was, wow. Yeah, it was uh, last year, November third. Yeah. yeah. Um, was my show, and I think James's was last June. Was it? Was it in June? Yeah, I think so. It might have been. Yeah. Because um, I, I want to say by July, I started writing up materials and making uh, yeah. marketing for it. And I think it was June 24th, if I remember right, because it was my brother's birthday. That could be true. And I had to like go to, like, I had to like, I went to his birthday thing and then like rushed over because I don't want to miss the art show. Let's see. Uh, yeah, June 24th was a Dang. Saturday. Okay. So it might have been. All right. Wow. I didn't realize it was that short a time. Yeah. You like really (laughs) pounded that shit out. God damn. I threw it together like (laughs) super freaking quick. That's awesome. Um, And I started just talking to a couple of people and saying, hey, I just I have this idea. I want to do it. We haven't really had like a dedicated video game art show. Um, And then I just kind of did it. I got sponsorship through Super BitCon, which I'm also shout out to Super BitCon. Yeah. Um, And it just kind of took off. Like the first day uh, that I had launched and made the event, there was already an interest of a thousand people, which Jesus. was like mind boggling to me. Like That's I woke awesome. up and looked at it and sent a text to my friends. I was like, I don't know what I just got myself into. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, it yeah. was like asses and elbows when I went. Oh, I was, was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Which is awesome for you guys. Like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. And uh, my friend was actually in that show, a guy I went to high school with. His name's DJ LeBay. Yeah, he, he did was all the really masks. Cool. Yeah, he like he did nice. the Aku mask, the yeah. uh, Majora's mask. And he was always like very, like, uh, one of those RC guys, like in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually really excited to see that he was still doing stuff. And so that was really a crazy connection that I made, like a, a reconnection that I made at your show. So yeah. thanks for putting that on. That was no, awesome. No problem. Where was kind of like the idea? So, like, um, it's kind of, it's uh, more of like traditional mediums, right? Mm-hmm. What was like kind of the inspiration before behind keeping it kind of to those mediums as far as like, instead of like tr- including like a digital type stuff? Well, with the digital art, I have a lot of respect for it, but I also think that it's very easy to replicate. It's very easy to create digital things and just copy over other elements. Whereas when you do something that's traditional media, it, it takes... Um, it's there's a certain craft to it. It's just different and it's unique in that sense. Like when I think of digital and I think of prints, I think of countless prints. I think of things that, you know, there's a million of them. There's a million of them. You go to a convention, someone hands you, you know, $5 and you hand them a piece of paper that you got at Kinko's of something that you made. So that I never thought of it in, quite in that way, but that's true. And that's kind of like the cool thing about um, James's art shows, which James and Mike, the guy that does all the posters for him mm-hmm. for those art shows. Those guys have both been on the a couple episodes, but um, that's one of the cool things about like their thing is that there's so many like it's a lot of traditional mediums, and mm-hmm. it's like you know that you're really like getting like a one of a kind piece, and which I think is really cool. 
Right. And that's that's always the thing. Whenever I did art for SuperBitCon, that's kind of how I got into working with SuperBitCon. Um, all of my pieces were always traditional. And um, I and I'm not trying to brag, but I just thought it was kind of cool that I would always sell out. And that's what people wanted. And I kind of thought of that, like, what can I do with this? How can I make it more of a community effort, give something uh, for people to do and for them to enjoy and make them feel like they really have something that they can treasure. Yeah, that's definitely cool. I think it is like there's something about it being like very tactile. You know what I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. you're at a, a computer with a mouse. Mm-hmm. It's like your hands are dirty. You can paint on your hands. It's just, you know, there was a lot of like really, and it's not to say that there's no effort that goes into like digital, but right. it's just like another level, I think, with like a lot of these traditional mediums. And so, like, I really have to applaud that just because I think that's super dope. And you have, like, all these different, like, conceptually, like, way things came together was really neat. Because there was a guy, uh, Caleb Black was in that. Yeah, yeah. And he did, like, a lot of, like, these clay things. Mm -hmm. I thought that was super, like, that was so different. Like, it's so cool. And then, uh, of course, DJ did those masks. Sam did those illustrations of, like, Street Fighter and then I think some guy put like together like a, a like game system like yeah, installation yeah. or That's, something. Yeah, uh, Chris Derner. I think I say his name right. I don't want to like butcher it. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> he does a lot of Arduino art, which I want to incorporate. He's like, more. Based on knowing my name, <laughs> Derner. <laughs> I Derner his name. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because uh, I actually do have a, you know, I told you I work in IT, but I have a degree in art, <laughs> Oh, okay. which is kind of profoundly weird. Hey, get you a girl that can do both. Okay. <laughs> holler at Stacey. Wait, are you single? <laughs> no. Oh, never mind. Don't <laughs> holler at her. Don't, Don't slide in those please. DMs. <laughs> Don't be hollering. <laughs> now that's cool. It, it, there's so, it's funny to see, well, not funny, but it's, I love seeing that to, you know, people are like, so like they do both things like they're Mm -hmm. real like into the analytical and then they still have like their free spirit and like artsy side and i think that's dope yeah whenever uh i'll have time in between things or you know i'll just kind of doodle or yeah i'll work on graphic design on my lunch break and people will come in and they'll you know i have a huge window in my office which i sometimes wish i didn't because you know when you're it you're everyone's personal person hey i had this problem with my outlook Oh, okay. like, well, you should probably just kill yourself. <laughs> Hyperventilating. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and they'll see me drawing or something like, what are you doing here? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. It's a, uh, that's really cool. My wife is the same way. She, uh, she's a nurse. She's an RN. So mm-hmm. she graduated nursing school at, a at UCO, but she's like hands down. Not just, I'm saying, not, not just saying this cause it's my wife and she's not even going to hear this. So I'm not getting any brownie points, but she uh she's one of the smartest people I've ever met and like she's super into like like that like a uh, realm as far as like being like in the medical field and like knowing all these things like I remember her studying and I'm like I don't know what the fuck any of these words are like this is crazy <laughs> so she's just brilliant but then on the other side she's actually an indie trunk show tomorrow mm-hmm. and so she does like uh she does a lot of like uh fiber art so she does like she crochets she so uh sews she knits um, she's made, made like blankets and stuff. Like, that's really cool. So she's like both ends. Like <laughs> she's like that super like studious and like she's on this side, like, but then she has like her creative side at the same time. So I love seeing that in people. I think it's very interesting. Like the very, uh, dynamic personalities like that. Me, I can't do any shit like that. So I'm just, the, I have the gift of gab, I guess. <laughs> I just talk to people. That means something. <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> no, it is neat. And, uh, how did you kind of get involved with like the people at Super Bitcon too? Uh, let's see. I was working at GameStop at the time, actually. I did that for six years. And um, someone had approached me asking if I wanted to volunteer. So the first year I was a volunteer. And then the following years, I had my own um, art table. And then I actually became a board member. Oh, cool. Just <laughs> following from being that. in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's neat. Yeah. So you just... That's cool to see, like, just starting out, just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll volunteer with this. And then, like, you're, like, helping I, run the thing. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, um, which hopefully, as we announced, I don't know if you saw, but we're trying to get uh, regain traction and sponsorship again because we didn't have it last year because of that. Yeah, the then, weather was all crazy and stuff. Gosh, darn tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Very on brand for Oklahoma. Uh, straight line winds. I'm using air quotes as they called it. <laughs> That was insane. Like yeah. that arch, 
or arc, however you say it. I didn't think it was arch. Got blown down and everything. I was like, God damn. And uh, one of my friends, Bridget, was like on her way there. She like works for the Escape OKC, and she was oh, like, yeah. on her way to like go to that thing. And it was just like freaking crazy Sorry, storm. Everybody. Yeah, she was like, this is insane. The lights were out. It was really fun because we would all run around and we had flashlights and we were tagging each other. <laughs> We tried to make the best of yeah, it. Yeah, so you made a lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, exactly. That's fun. No, yeah, that was insane. So, yeah, I definitely hope that you can uh, gain some traction back on that because I think it was like a – I actually haven't been able to go to it. Like I hadn't heard about it until last year, and then, of course, last year was like, man, I can't go. Like, Yeah, it's like the shitty weather. I'm not going. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Um, so there's possibly going to be a Kickstarter if we can gauge if we can get sponsorship. Okay. That's where we're kind of. I'll be looking out for it, and I'll share it on the page if I see it. All right, yeah. Try to get you some uh, reach. Yeah, twenty people will see it. That'll be great. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Reaching. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, you know talking about the art shows. Uh, did you make it to James's uh, Cowboy Bebop art show? I didn't. I didn't uh, even okay. know about that. I one. I went to that one as a uh, one of the first ones I went to. I think it was may have been one of the first anime ones he did. I want to say. I can't remember. I love Cowboy Bebop. I know. I was going to say, and you said that you were a, it's one that comes up every episode, I think, almost every episode. Because it's, 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 it's near perfect. It's yeah. It's amazing. Well, it's let's get into good. that. I was going to ask you, like, specifically, what do you think it is that about that show that's just so, like, magnetic for people? Because I think it's a good, not only is it a good show for, like, the seasoned anime, like, fan, but someone that's maybe never seen it, I think it's a like a wonderful show for people to get in, into anime on. Like, what do you think is a, a, about the show that draws people in? Ooh, let's see. I'd have to say that it's very dynamic. Um, it's got a couple of different characters that, you know, any any person coming into could re- relate to in one way or another. That is true. So you have Spike, who's kind of the lead. You know, Jet's kind of the gruff one. Faye, she's, she's Faye. <laughs> Faye is just Faye. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my favorite, of course, Edward. Shout out to Ed. It's the best. And Ayn. Don't forget about Ayn. Ayn. The um, genius dog. He cracks me up. Because everybody, they're always like, he's, you're just a dumb dog. What do you know? But he's, he's like low-key, like saving their asses like mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of the time. And I think there's a thing that I, when it comes to anime that kind of bothers me. And it's when, and, the, and this isn't just media in general. Sometimes it needs to stop. And I think Cowboy Bebop is the perfect blend of different genres, and it's just long enough to where it's not it's like perfect, overwhelming. Right, right yeah. exactly. We uh, we actually had a panel, a Cowboy Bebop episode, where we just like really dove in and like tried to get down to the bottom of what it is that we love about this show. And that was like one of the things that kept coming up was like, man, this show's like so perfectly paced. Mm-hmm. There's so many episodes you can get in and just watch that episode and you don't necessarily have to like have watched the entire thing. There's like a lot of good standalone episodes because um, a lot of it, you know, it is serialized, but there's like these episodes where you can kind of get in there and watch, right. you know, a one off episode like Jupiter Jazz or something like the two parter and um, things like that or you could just jump in anywhere and it'd be good. And I think the movie is pretty good about being standalone too. Yeah, I, I think that if you even just watch the movie um, by you itself, get a good, you get a good yeah. taste of what the show is. Exactly. Yeah. So, was there a, any character or like a story arc that you were particularly drawn to? Uh, like I said, I do like Ed. I like Ed because Ed is representational of just being fun and being yourself, being like the irreverence, like yes. the irreverence. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I liked the whole idea that everyone thought that Ed was a boy, and that really cracked me up. Like, she just didn't care. <laughs> she had no concept of gender or yeah. what she's she should Ed. do. She's just, she exists, and yeah. she's happy about she it. She just is. Yes. Yeah, I do love that. And, you know, I think you could definitely see, like, a lot of the themes in, like, other anime that are prevalent in uh, Cowboy Bebop. But I think that they have enough of like a style and like their own thing the where it's like, yeah, like I see the influences there. But man, this is like I don't know. There's nothing else that's like this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think it's like the most there's like such that Western influence on it, you know, especially with like the the soundtrack and everything. And I love like the bits of like film noir that are also implemented with it. Yeah. Um, kind of like that classic like detective feel in some of those. So did you ever like, uh, was there any other like uh, 
like was like your opinion on like some of the music and stuff that they included on that. So it's funny that you're that you mentioned this because I started singing Walk in the Rain uh, out of nowhere what? in front of my boyfriend. The song where it's like, I don't feel the thing. Yeah. And I start remembering. <laughs> and I just kept going and he was just staring like, at me. And then I just started yelling, <laughs> Walk in the rain. <laughs> And he still didn't. I'm like, what? Come on, you don't, you don't, you don't walk in the rain. Who doesn't walk yeah, in the on, rain? Come on, man. What's come on, man. Come on, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> so, it, it's a soundtrack that really stuck with me, obviously, because I haven't, I actually haven't watched Cowboy Bebop probably in a couple of years, um, but somehow I still remember the music. Iconic. That's what it is. It's it funny. Is. It's so, so high on recall for so many people. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that. We talked a little bit about it when we uh, had like the episode like dedicated to it, but. It's something about like that, you know, it being at a time when it wasn't easily consumable unless you went out and bought the series or had the series somehow. If you're watching it like original run on Cartoon Network, like on Saturday nights, that was like your thing. You know what I mean? You you Mm -hmm. would watch one episode Saturday night and like, all right, I'm not going to see anything else until next Saturday night. So you're like acclimated to that. And like now we're in that age of like, I want to watch the whole season and one a weekend. Yeah. And you can do that. And that's fine. And that's cool that you can do that. But with things like this, I think that's really what ingrains like a lot of these shows to us is that the it was like, a, yeah, it was like a dedication to mm-hmm. you're like, okay, like it's like a part of your life. You know what I mean? And I always joke about one of that. One of the shows I really liked was Knights of the Zodiac. And that came on that, that Saturday night, like anime block on Cartoon Network. And so I'd be ready. You know, it came on, I think it came on at 10. So 9.30, I'm prepping the hot Cheetos. <laughs> I'm getting the Dr. Pepper can and a backup just in case. I'm knocking out the bathroom breaks. Like, I don't want to have to, like, leave because I want to watch my show. Mm-hmm. And so it's just something, it's funny about that. Like, it's like a part of your life more than anything. Whereas now you could just, you know, I could pause an episode and then come watch it later. Like, you can't do that back There's then. There's a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there's something to that where it's like, you know, it becomes more of like in the ingrained in the fabric of your life than just being a show. You know what I mean? And for me, it was a uh, it was kind of a risk, too, because a lot of times um, my parents were kind of strict about my bedtime growing up. And whenever Toonami was very prevalent, it was, you know, during my like preteen years and like going into being a teenager. And I would not only risk getting grounded for forever um, by watching Toonami, but I would also stay up and play StarCraft and like I would have a blanket huddled over me, like <laughs> trying to cover up the screen and you know, my dad would peek cause we had a basement. Um, he tried to peek downstairs to see if I was down there and I would like hide in this pile of blankets. <laughs> it's like- <laughs> Had you ready to risk it all? Yes, for anime. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is funny. Like I was kind of that same way. Like it's funny, like the things you have as a kid, like, there was a time when my mom was just like, hey, you need to go to bed. It's nine. And so, like, I've always associated, like, nine o'clock as, like, a bedtime. Like and I'm how, like, what the like, hell? But like, it's, it's late. But I think that's, like, really has fostered, like, a horrible, like, sleep habits in me. Like, <laughs> now I go to sleep at, like, two o'clock in the morning, like, every night. And my wife's like, you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, god damn it, I watch an anime. No, it is funny. I think it is. Like, it's it's one of those things, like, you remember back to, like, exactly what you're doing when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. And so that is definitely, that show comes up every time. And it I love I love talking about it. I would gush <laughs> over it. Like, the like our whole episode could be about Cowboy Bebop again. And I'd be, like, totally fine with it. Um, but it was, one of the other shows you mentioned was kind of funny because, and it's funny transitioning because I think about Ed and when I think about, like, Fooly Cooly, like, the main mm-hmm. character really reminds me of Ed. Kinda. Right, and that's probably why I like it. Yeah, I was going to say, do you <laughs> think there's any kind of, like, connection there? I do. Um, I have a tendency to like those characters that are kind of just free-willed and kind of do what they want to do and act yeah. how they want to act. And there's that nonsensical value in Fooly Cooly. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's one. Uh, there's another guy. That, there's a guy that's been on the show. His name's Avery Wilson. And it was funny. That was like his, when I asked like, what's your favorite show? He's like, Fooly Cooly. Yeah. FLCO. That's my thing. And I was like, man, that's so crazy. Like, not crazy, but it's just uh, 
that's not one that people are like, that's my favorite show. Right. Often. And I was like, oh, like, that's very decidedly, that's my show. And I was like, that's cool, man. Like, what do you like about it? And so he kind of got into those themes. But for you, what was kind of the, what were the, like, the overarching themes that you thought really were awesome and that stuck out to you in that show? So there's a thing um, that I like, and it happens to be giant fighting robots. Um and whenever I first started watching a lot of anime, that's kind of one of the things that drew me in was the sci-fi aspect, the robots, um, and you know, the boobies, whatever. Who who's gonna lie about that? Hey, it's what it's what you like. If it, if that's like the way you got into it, then that's cool. It is, and it's it's a weird thing to admit, but hey, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um so I I remember I remember seeing the previews on it on Cartoon Network and being really excited about it. I think the first thing that drew me in was the animation style. It is neat, isn't it? It, it is. That Vespa is like all like so prominent in that too. That was that mm-hmm. was the thing I remember sticking out was like that Vespa. Or just Haruko's entire persona, her outfit, her hair. I was one of the kids in high school too that had blue hair, pink hair, then green oh, hair. Yeah. Um, so that really spoke to me. On a very real level. Yeah, it's funny whenever you see yourself in, like, these characters. It's, like, mm-hmm. one of those things you, you don't even think about as you're watching it. And then when you look at it back later, you're like, oh, shit. Like, I really connected with that character for X, Y, Z reason. Like, I'm not the only person that hits people yeah. with a bass guitar. Like, <laughs> I'm so relieved. Hey, you're a rock star. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like you see, and it's kind of like you said with Bebop. It's mm-hmm. like you... There's someone that anyone can connect with in that, you know, more than more often than not, there's probably going to be someone that you kind of gravitate towards in a show like that. And so, yeah, for kind of like those irreverent types, like the uh, the very like Ed centric types, <laughs> I think they kind of gravitate towards shows like that. And I think uh, if Ed's like your jam and bebop, then FLCL is like a natural transition for someone because that's essentially Ed uh, riding a Vespa around. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's cool. It's just, uh, and they have like a second season now, right? Yeah. I haven't I seen saw, it. Or is it out yet? It's not out yet. Okay, I saw cool. a preview or some type of launch for it. I saw Toonami's doing like a marathon of like, uh, of, of the original leading up to it. And so I think that's pretty cool. I follow them on Facebook or something. I can't remember where I saw it, but they're doing like a whole marathon of it. And I've actually been pretty like stoked with Toonami like lately because, They've been doing a lot of like, uh, not reboots, but like, um, it's like updated, like, uh, restored versions of shows I really liked. Um, I always talk about Toonami on the show because, uh, I'm like the self-professed, like basic bitch anime fan. Like, oh, I, I, I <laughs> that's would like my totally jam. agree. And I am the exact same that way. Like Tenchi Muyo, like, oh anything, shit. Uh, Tenchi! Yu Yu Hakusho, anything yeah. that played on Toonami, I, I love pretty Yu Yu much Yu Hakusho. Loved. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, that's just, that was my intro and it's just like the things that are, you know, really, uh, high on recall for me. And I just like unabashedly love it. Like, fuck you if you think I'm dumb, but, <laughs> but it's a good gateway. You know what I mean? A lot of those shows are really good jumping off points for people to get into anime, which is what I was saying about Cowboy right. Bebop. Um, they're but like, I think there's a lot of those ones now that where people can kind of jump in and, um, you know, really get into it, especially if, like, the story is strong. And one of the ones that comes up pretty often is Attack on Titan. And so you'd... <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> Attack right. on Titan. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, you had mentioned that, that, uh, that that was, like, a show that you were a fan of. And actually, like, I, there's a lot of people that aren't huge into anime that like that show. I have a friend that's kind of that way as well. Yeah. What um, do you think it is about that that's kind of like the draw to people like that? I don't even know. It's like an intangible. I, it's it's something that's really hard to describe. Like whenever I first started watching it, even myself, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Like the first episode, I'm not going to say that it was stale in any way, but it didn't grab me. It was one of those ones that kind of just snowballed. And then all of a sudden I was completely invested and staying up and watching it and binging yeah. because it's on Netflix. Well, it's tough sometimes. Cause you're like, man, like you want to be like grabbed right away. So if something doesn't get you right away, we you have convince yourself. Like, yeah. yeah. Like either we fall off or we're like, well, let me give the second episode a try. Mm-hmm. You know, more often than not, you're like, damn, I'm glad I like, watched that next show, yep. which, uh, f- yeah, I think Attack on Titan to the T, like 
that is a show that is like that. But I love that. Uh, I love the style on that show. I love like the uh, the character design. I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need to catch up because I think the newest season is getting ready to come out. I think. Or it is, or it's getting ready to, or so. I might be out behind. I don't I, actually know anything about anime. Uh, I just talk about it. <laughs> I fall behind very easily. Same. I lied when I said there's not a lot going on. <laughs> well, you can imagine like talking to people like this. Um, I get you know, two or three shows from every person I've had on. And I've had like 15 people on now. So I'm like, I have a million shows. <laughs> so it's so hard because there's so many shows that mean so much to people. And I really want to give it a shot, but there's some shows that I watch where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this. And then it's like that person at the water cooler, like, hey, did you check out that? Yeah, and, and you're I like, told oh, you about yeah. Oh. Did you watch a YouTube video? Oh. I hate that. That's like my, I have social anxiety about that. I don't want to be with someone that they're going to be like, look at this YouTube video. And then they like make you watch it as they're holding their phone. And then you're like, like, this isn't that funny. But you pretend to laugh because you don't want to hurt their feelings. (laughs) Or you're like, man, this is like a six minute video. You're going to sit here for six minutes while I watch this whole video. And you're going to like gauge my reaction. I know. And I'm like, they're like watching. They're not even watching the video. They're watching you watch the video. And I'm like, fucking get out of my face. Like, I wish I was anywhere but here right now. Mm I have, yeah, man, I literally get like social anxiety about that. I'm like, please don't show me YouTube video. <laughs> like, go away. Uh, I should just start saying that. <laughs> they start showing me a video. I'm like, can you go away? <laughs> I See what I'll do, though, if I if I make a video or if it's something that I've done or if it like if I know a very profound inside joke can come out of this video, I will make someone watch it. Not like to their face. But I will confront them like through a text in the most <laughs> passive aggressive way. Like, motherfucker, did you watch that? Because I want to joke about it. Watch with the you. shit. Yeah. Watch the shit so we can talk about it. And I like, I have to, um, I like actively like try to watch everything my friends send me. Cause it's like, man, that's, I feel like, man, they took the time and it doesn't take like a ton of time, but someone took the time to think of you and think that you would like something. Like, take a fucking second to watch it. Like, don't be a dick. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, that's that hits home with me. That, that, that's a passion point. That and not texting back because I'm a piece of shit when it comes to texting back. Oh. Like I turned my red receipts on recently just so I could stop being a piece of shit so my friends can literally call me out on it. They're like, fucker, you didn't text me back. I saw you read it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so like, but it's like the thing, like it's the thing everyone does. Like you see it and you're like, okay, you think of a response, but then you don't write it. You just don't And do you it. thought you responded, but you didn't. You're actually a piece of shit human being. So if, in a lot of things that I revert to now is I'll use gifts like very, very expressively. Um, even, even if I don't like explicitly read something, I will send a gift as that verification token. <laughs> like I saw ye- this. I saw this. There you go. And I feel like the, at this point, a thumbs up is just snide. I know. I'm I, like, do you, do you, you feel that? Like, don't give me a thumbs up. Like, if it's, if it's a cat giving me a thumbs up and it's cute, yeah, cool. But if it's but just, just the that thumbs up generic, emoji. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. why don't you just go shit on my grandmother's grave? Then? Right. Exactly. God damn it. Fucker, I took the time to send you that shit. That's a passion point, as you can tell. Exactly. I'm like, God damn, dude. But yeah, just take a second to watch. Guys, this is a PSA. Just take a second to watch the stuff your friends send you. They thought of you for a second. <laughs> and they're busy days. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you In know. In between watching anime. We're like all, I think we're just like all too connected now. You know what I mean? Like we're in the age of now and it's like you want what you want now. And stuff falls by the wayside all the time. Which is why I turn my red receipts on. So I'm not such a garbage human now. Anyway, anime. Um. <laughs> <laughs> one of the shows that you mentioned that you're a fan of is one that I've uh, heard of and a couple people have talked about. But I haven't actually watched any of it yet. So I was going to kind of get your take on, you know, kind of the the elevator pitch, I guess you could say, like why someone should watch it was Tokyo Ghoul. Um, I haven't checked that out. Okay. That was another one where... <laughs> I, at first, didn't think I was going to like it. I'm like, this is just going to be some anime where they're just like, I don't know, zombie vampires or <laughs> something. And I wasn't super impressed by the main character because it was just the kind of generic, you know, normal, mediocre guy falls into thing and then 
things just escalate from there. But it became much more than that. And I actually started to like the characters. I liked the situation more. Um, and I didn't think I would. It was something hmm. that pleasantly surprised me. It was like Gruani type of thing? Yeah. It was kind of like the Attack on Titan. Like, I going into it, I didn't think I was going to like it. And I just kept watching it, and I absolutely did. And then each night, you know, I'd come home, I'd eat, and I'd watch that. And it was like a dedication. Um, it's, it was like your, uh, what am I trying to think of? Your uh, schedule. Yeah, it was like part of my routine. Yeah, your routine. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, and it's weird because sometimes I can't, I, I like details, but sometimes I can't describe why I like something, even yeah, though I try that really is hard to. Well, I think there's a lot of times it's, it's the intangibles, you know what I mean? You don't know. It's something that you latch on, like, psychologically. Like, in your brain, you're like, it processes and some synapses fire. But you don't know why. <laughs> like I'm just you sitting think, there and being pleased. Yeah, and like, you're just like, this okay. is the shit. But, and then people ask, why do you like that? And you're like, uh, it's cool. <laughs> like, you can't. It's like all of a know, sudden. why don't you? Yeah, all of a sudden you can't, like, uh. You don't know how to speak English anymore. You're just like, it, good. <laughs> Stuff does. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, I've i seen, a, I think it's like a traditional shonen, too. So I think it has like probably a lot of the same, like, a, you know, like the a lot of the tropes you see in other shows. But it's, it's all good. P- people kind of shit on shonen, but I think there's a lot of cool things that stick out on a lot of different ones. Yu Yu Hakusho. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. There's a lot, I mean, there's not really another show that's like Yu Yu Hakusho, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I think, you know, you kind of get into the same themes and like same tropes in a lot of these shows, but I think they effectively do like their own thing with like their own take on it. So I think that's kind of like the different, the, the, the differentiation, if I could say that word. I think that when it comes to Shonen, um, there's two types of leads. Well... Yeah, I would say too. I was I was trying to differentiate in my head, but there's the obnoxiously happy, and then there's the severely introverted, and uh, that's where Tokyo Ghoul was, where the lead was the severely introverted, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, he's kind of bland. Yeah. Am I gonna am I gonna keep am I gonna keep on? Yeah, like really used to like those really like expressive and like over the top mm-hmm. people, but. And that's what I felt on the, uh, now that I'm kind of making the correlation, Attack on Titans kind of the same way where the, I don't even remember the main character's name anymore because he's bland, (laughs) (laughs) but all the other characters were excellent. Yeah, that's cool. It's a, I mean, it's definitely a theme, you know, it's like one of those things like you already knew the two different types of lead in that show without like anyone like really having to tell you that it's just like you watching it and you're like, oh, okay, this is like the same thing I've seen, but in a different like packaging. Um, did you ever see Ajin on Netflix? I, I, I think it's on my list. Okay. I don't know if I've seen, I saw the, the moving video that pops up whenever it. Okay. I, um, I was just looking at Tokyo Ghoul, like looking some stuff up right here, but it kind of looked like, just from, like, screen grabs, it looked like it might be animated similar to that. I didn't know if it was. Ajin's kind of like the 3D-style animated. It's, it's not, not like really that? Okay, like it's, like, that. traditional. Yeah. I don't know if I like that, as well as I was going to say. Like, that that they try to, it's, like, animation layered with, like, 3D, like, CG-type shit. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, super into that animation style. I can't say there's been one that I like either. Yeah, Ajin's story is really good, and, like, I've been watching it, and it's, like, I'm like, this shit's, this story is, like, pretty captivating, and it's, like, not anything I've seen. But, man, like, there, there's, like, a lot of scenes where they're, like, riding motorcycles, and it's just, like, it looks bad. Like, yeah. it does not look good. As an artist, and I'm like, like it's, a, it's a turnoff whenever something is just badly animated. And yeah. I, sometimes, you know, it's, it's really superficial, but I can't. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and it's just, like, crazy, because it's, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, is this bad animation or is it just like something that doesn't appeal to me it's and so bad. i'm like yeah. I, I i do i do remember seeing, i'll answer that it's bad no it's bad <laughs> i do remember seeing it and like i think that's why i haven't watched it but i saw that it had good ratings so i'm like maybe i'm just being kind of the story too. is pretty cool like it's a cool concept um my buddy nick uh, was actually the one that told me about it and he's like dude you gotta watch it and so i i don't i haven't finished it yet 
Um, but I'm like four or five episodes in, I think. And like the story is compelling. Like, and it, it keeps me coming back. I'm like, okay, I do like these two like protagonists. Like they're pretty good, but man, like, ugh, like the animation is just garbage. I'm like, I do not like this style. Like if it was just a traditional like animation, I'd be like all, I'd be like on its nuts, but like, but I it just, just makes you dry as the Sahara. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> But if it was a traditional, I'd be like moister than an oyster. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's just like the style, you know, and it comes down to like your personal preference, too. So it's like one of those funny things, like like you're saying, you can't even like really like latch on to what it is. Like when someone asks you why you like that, you're like, I don't know, it's cool. But and it's so, a, in the same vein, if uh, someone asks you why you don't like something, yeah. it's like. Well, I mean, uh, look at it. It's yeah. just, it's hideous. It's screaming. It wants to die. <laughs> Why don't you like it? Uh, I have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, you also mentioned that you're a big fan of like Miyazaki movies. Oh, yeah. And so that was really cool. Um, I guess by the time this episode comes out, the Miyazaki art show will have passed. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Um, oh, shit, it is. It is tomorrow. I didn't even think about that. And so uh, James that we talked about earlier, he uh, his next the next art show he's doing is that Miyazaki art show. And um, you're actually contributing a piece to that, aren't you? Yes. It was from uh, it was from Princess Mononoke, right? Mm-hmm. It One looked pretty the... sick. I saw it on. Uh, I think you shared a, a photo on there on uh, Facebook, and I was I like, did, "Oh yeah. shit, that looks awesome!" And yeah. it was funny. We had just watched it, and so I was like, "Oh shit, I know exactly like what the, like the forest yeah. spirit when it walks." I yeah. um, the first time I saw Princess Mononoke was oh gosh, how old was I? I was like ten maybe, and I um. It was once every other week my mom would take us to Blockbuster. Oh, snap. Yeah. Going, going Shout way out to back Blockbuster. Hey, be kind, rewind. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is a time of, like, Lycos, go get it. This was when Yahoo Mail was, was still popular. <laughs> this was Geo the Geo Cities and yeah, shit like that. Geo Cities, AngelFire.com. <laughs> AngelFire, what the <laughs> fuck? Stacey. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, man. <laughs> So this was the time to Deep be alive. Deep Cuts with Stacy. That's what we're renaming the show. It's called Deep Cuts with Stacy. <laughs> and I uh, just would rent random anime. Um, and that was just a random one that you grabbed? And it was a random one that I grabbed. And uh, at the same time, I grabbed Akira or Akira, wow. however you want to say. And I was 10. That fucking had to blow your mind. It did. And my mom and dad, they had no idea. They'd buy me anime all the time. <laughs> and they'd buy me hentai. And they had no Jesus. idea. We're doing a hentai episode, so I'll have you on that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I'll be, I'll be on it. <laughs> if, if you're asking. Um, and I watched both of those movies within the same weekend. In I... That was probably the best week in my life. That's <laughs> Hands too, down. like, that's too, like, really, I mean, we're showing both of those movies at the Tower. Yeah. So those are, like, two really, like, high on recall movies for people. Because, like, the uh, the house was packed for Princess Roanoke. And it was <laughs> insane. Like, I was like, this means p- people fucking love anime. This is awesome. Like, yeah, it's, I can't believe people came out for this on a Monday. <laughs> um, and that was the most iconic scene I've you yeah know, in, in in any anime I think or any movie that's an anime or animation however you want to spin it um, and I would have dreams about it too like just that part stepping onto the water and yeah. walking and um, you know how the grass would grow beneath the hoof and yeah. he would die as he lifted his foot and like that's just the most genius thing I've ever seen it is pretty cool like I love that and I loved seeing it on the big screen which was like just took it to another level it's insane but. Yeah, I saw that and it was cool. It was cool to see it because like I may, I don't know if I would have remembered that scene if I hadn't just recently watched it, but like I watched it and then I saw your painting and I was like, oh shit, like the Princess Monopoly. <laughs> there it is. The Princess Monopoly. <laughs> um, that is so cool that you're able to, it's like the thing that you uh, went to that you, you know, made you want to do your own art show and then you're getting to contribute a piece to it. That's pretty dope. Did you do anything for the Kanye show? I didn't. Oh, okay. um, uh, when the Kanye show was happening, God, I don't even remember what I was doing at that time. It was just It's a blur. <laughs> I, I, I remember was being, there's pictures of me ago. there, so I know I was there. That's so crazy. It's so crazy to think that you're at the same place as someone. Yeah, and, and then not, not knowing know, them. Yeah, it's so insane. Or like knowing a ton of people that someone knows and you don't know them. You're like, what the fuck? And I didn't have anything in there, but I... I 
really wanted to make some, like it, that was, you know, I'm like, oh, I should, why am I not doing this more? Cause I would do my BitCon pieces and, and I actually had to pump out that, um, that Miyazaki painting pretty quick. Oh yeah. The one that you, cause it did. was one of those things I'm, I'm the best and the worst at time management. So whenever it <laughs> at the really, same time. really counts, I'm amazing at Clutch. it. But when, uh, yeah, whenever. Never lost, undefeated. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to that period of time where I think that I have everything under control. Plenty just, of time. Just, I'll do Plenty it later. Of time. And then James was asking, hey, you have that painting done? And I only had an outline. And I was Holy like, shit. oh. You really well, did pound that out. I'm a terrible person. I need to do this. And I did yeah, it. Yeah, man, almost done. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I'm like, yeah, here, uh, hold on. And then I sent him a picture like two days later and it was done. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. No, it is cool to see like, you know, these these movies mean so much to people. And like the reception when he does like a show like this. So like the, the Bebop one was just bonkers. And then the Kanye one was crazy too because like so many people love Metal Gear Solid. And, um, but just like the, the amount of like interaction that has been like surrounded like this, uh, Mononoke or a Miyazaki show. <laughs> it's not just Mononoke. Uh, just that Miyazaki show is just like crazy. I think there's a, there's been like, I think it might've been the, the Bebop show that he was saying people came down from like Kansas and oh, like wow. people were coming from like surrounding States for that art show. I was like, shit, people are driving from Kansas to come to the speakeasy. That's insane. I don't insane. have anything in Kansas. Like, that's, I mean, let's be yeah, real. That's true. It's like the scabby United States. Unless you're States. like in, uh, if you're like in Lawrence. Lawrence is a really cool town. I just remember College town. Uh, Wheat Jesus in Kansas. Wheat Jesus? What yeah, is that? You'll have to look it up. Like, Jesus. There's this billboard of Jesus, Jesus, like, promiscuously peeking through a wheat field, and it's just really creepy. So, <laughs> just Kansas Wheat Jesus. Is it weed or wheat? Wheat. Like actual wheat? Wheat. Wheat. Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of Will Wheaton. It's a good thing I brought it up. God damn it. It is. <laughs> Let's see if we can find Oh my God. See, I told you. And I anyone just found who's it. listening. I'll put it. Yeah, I'll put a picture. I'll put it on our post whenever <laughs> this episode comes out. This is great. This is like. Um, it's real. This is real? It's real. There's people like taking pictures by it. <laughs> this looks like the. Um, that classic picture of like the farmer yeah, holding yeah. the pitchfork, but instead it's Jesus, aka the Christ. And he's creeping on your fields. With, uh, yeah, with holding wheat. That's fucking insane. I, it, it made me feel really uncomfortable, but then like it was one of those things I felt abused by it, but I had to keep coming back. I felt abused. <laughs> it was like a Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Well, that's a weird thing. We'll put a picture of a. Uh, Wheat Jesus from Colby, <laughs> Kansas. We'll put that. We'll be sure to include it's, that. It's a punishment. Like you, you have kids and you're like, we're going to go on vacation to Colby, <laughs> Kansas. And they're like, no, dad, no. Not Wheat Jesus. <laughs> not again. I make a pilgrimage there on Christmas. <laughs> no. We should do that. We'll start that. Oh. <laughs> should do Wheat Jesus art show. Come oh on, James. Gosh. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, James. What are you doing? God I've got arcade. It. You can... You can, you can uh, grab the reins on that one. Um, no, that's so funny. Well, I, one of the the way that you know this show kind of came about was I realized that there's a really like this stigma around being a fan of anime, especially like because um, I kind of bring like a nostalgic like vibe to it because we all watched it back in the day, but. It was, like, not the cool thing to be into. Oh, no. Like, in high school. Yeah, you're, like, you're the weird kid. And so it's just like, what? Like, this is just, like, a cartoon. Like, why is this weird? So it's like that with anime. And I feel like uh, you get a lot of shit for, like, a lot of the music that you're into. And so that's the, kind of the inspiration behind the show is because it's like, fuck that, man. We like what we like. And so let's talk about it and geek out about it. Like, we just do our thing. Yeah. And so that's kind of why... Um, I don't know if it ever feels disjointed, but that's why I kind of like to talk about both of these things and like what made us like the stuff that we liked when we were growing up. And so I was really excited to see that you're a fan of pop punk. I fucking love it. Oh, I get Are you, were you like so super into like, uh, what kind of, yeah. So what was kind of the bands you're into? I would get so much, I still get so much shit. Like anytime I turn on music and my boyfriend, he does like this, you know, the 
the stuff I like to, yeah. but not in the same degree that I do. Um, if any of my friends are writing me, they're like, what year is it? 2002? <laughs> like, I just, I, I, you Listen, know, Newfound Glory is still a cool right, band. In Bowling for Soup. <laughs> I and, fucking love Bowling for Soup. And, you know, Paramore. <laughs> <laughs> Say Anything. Blink-182. Man, I love, like, anything, any project Max Bemis works on. Oh, my God. I'm, Max like, all Bemis. about it. What is uh, that? Yeah. What's that? There's one that he's really working on lately that my friend has been into. Something, it's like baseball something. Baseball, but better? That was, like, one of his old things. Is that what it was? was? Uh, yeah, modern was, baseball. No, it, is he? Is that Max Bemis? No, modern oh, baseball's awesome though. Oh, I thought there was. A, oh, they did a show with say anything, and then started the front bottoms, That's which they're really was. great too. My friend uh, Gabby, she was like super into um, like say anything. I was like a huge fan of Max Bemis, mm-hmm. so I think I kind of got my wires crossed. I thought he had like something to do with that project. But no, he did have an album called Baseball But Better. So oh, okay, been, cool. Yeah. Maybe that's like the yeah. where I was getting my wires crossed. Yeah. So I don't know anything about music. I just uh, have a show about it. <laughs> no, but I was like, it was the same way. Like I was super into shit like um, uh, Sugar Colt. Yes. Newfound um, Glory. Like, yeah. Sugar Colt, right? okay. What was that album? The, uh, Palm, Palm Trees and Power Lines. I think it was. I fucking love that album. It had Memory. Um it had Bouncing Man. Off the Walls, I think. I remember that. And then um, She's the Blade. Fucking great song. I have this, um, I have a thing, and this is going to be even more dorky. <laughs> this is going to be the dorkiest thing you've ever heard on the show. We'll just mm, go no. We'll see. Um, <laughs> so I really like puppets. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> and um, I don't really have many anymore, but anytime I'd put on a puppet, like I'd give it a personality. So I have these gloves that look like hedgehogs. And they only exclusively sing early 2000s pop <laughs> punk songs. That is fucking amazing. So anytime I put them on, I just make them start singing. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of an inside joke. Like anytime, And I, I'll carry them around with me just so I can. Do you have them right now? I don't have them with me now. I was like, though, fucking Because it got yeah. too hot. And they're they're singing into the mic. They're, they're very much uh, wintry and, and very ah, fuzzy. As they are, you know. But I did. I did as hedgehogs that. tend to be. Yeah, when when you uh, <laughs> gut them and place your hand inside of them. Oh yeah, man, you can be having that sweaty ass hand. No we. That's hilarious. So, what are some of the deep cuts that these hedgehogs would be singing? So there was a lot of the uh, the bowling for soup, and and it would just kind of come to me. Oh, what was one of them? Cute is what we aim for. Shh, fucking insane. <laughs> we just. Uh, Emily, that was on the last episode. Yeah. We were just talking about Cute is What We Aim For. They were here. Um, yeah, at the conservatory. Year, yeah, the 10 like year anniversary of. A year or so ago. I was this, at that. That Holy fuck. <laughs> I really wanted to go to that, but I like literally didn't know anyone that still listened to them. But they I, did like, you know, the Curse of Curves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's there's the a class song. for this. Like, fuck, man. Shout out to Cute is What We Aim For. That was one of the songs I'd make him sing. Um, <laughs> I've got the gift of. Yep. yep. Man, I love that song. Oh, what was Goldfinger? Oh, I, shit. I had them do a lot of Goldfinger. Okay, shout out to Ska, right? Um, and, and whenever I try to think of things as I'm like, like, I have to have the puppet on for it to happen. You know, <laughs> it's it's one of the things that just kind of comes naturally. That's hilarious, man. Fucking newfound glory. Story of the year, probably. Yeah. Man, I love story of the year. Um, I'm trying to think of any. Let's see what the. What do you think? Like the top pop punk bands come up whenever you search it. <sighs> Definitely Blink One Eighty Two. Oh duh! Yeah, I think I that would be number that. one. Oh. Yeah, Blink One Eighty Two is probably benchmark for sure. The epitome of. Oh. That um, genre. Who's the song? They did. Um, who's the song? Uh, Simple Plan. Yes. Oh man, I love Simple Plan. Oh. Uh, was it I'm some just a kid? Oh, some oh, yeah. I'm just a kid. I'm a dick. You remember that? I'm yeah. addicted to you. Uh, some 41. They did uh, Fat Lip. Yeah. yeah. I saw, um, it was really cool. I went to um, uh, South by Southwest um, down in Austin. And um, they have like the different weeks, you know, where it's like music or uh, tech or whatever. But we went to see this band called The Cab that me and my friends were all a big fan of. And they were like on the stage, like this free show. And uh, Sum 41 was like the headliner, which was insane. Cause it was I just didn't like even this, know they were still I know. It was insane. Around. We were like, I think we were in college at that time. So it would have been like 2010, 2011. And um, so 
they were randomly the headliner of like this random collection of like bands, which was bizarre. But it was like, okay, this is cool. Like I remember some forty one, and um, we actually left the show after like the band that we saw it was called the Cab. Um, we left to go like to get their autographs or whatever bullshit. And uh, since it was a free show, it was like a cap- max capacity, so we couldn't get back in. And so we were like, ah, oh, like man, we really wanted to see some forty one. And so we went like there was like an alley behind like where the bands were, and uh, we saw like the drummer from Some Forty One, which he goes by like, Steve-O, like the guy from Jackass. That's right, yeah, the the tall skinny guy. Yeah, and so he uh, was like, "What are y'all doing out there?" He was just he was pissed drunk, <laughs> like he was just fucking belligerent. He's like, "What are y'all doing out there?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, like they're at capacity, so like we couldn't come back in, like even though it's a free show, like." And he was like, well, we fucking want you guys in here. And so they had him, like, open the gate and, like, let us in. like, And we were, like, backstage. That's so cool. It was fucking incredible. We were, like, on the stage, but, like, there was, like, the part where it, like, wasn't – it was behind, like, a wall so you couldn't see us. But we're all just standing there. My friend took a video on, like, this shitty, like, horrible, like, one of the first smartphones and posted it on Facebook. Was it a, a Razor? No, it was, like, a LG, like, touchscreen, like, shitty, like – brick phone but it had like video and like just took like a horrible like your pictures look like like one pixel or something like your pictures were all like shitty so this video is just garbage but it's still on facebook like we're like backstage and like during fat lip it took a video and they would like come over like backstage and like point at us and shit i was like this is fucking incredible and so i always have good memories like those guys are good dudes like i don't (laughs) care what anyone says about some 41 because those guys are awesome but yeah, super into them. And then you you mentioned Paramore; they're on this list too. It's like the Google like when you search, and it's like and it has all the, the yeah the things you can kind of thumb through. Yeah, Newfound Glory. Oh, Good Charlotte. I was never really into them. Yeah, I, I there's one Good Charlotte song on my Spotify playlist. Oh yeah, which one is it? The anthem. Yes. <laughs> How do I know? <laughs> Uh, Jimmy World, they're actually here tonight, I think, or yesterday. Really? They were well, not here. They were in Tulsa. Oh, okay. At Kane's Ballroom, but they like had a new album recently. I'm like, God damn, when are y'all gonna stop making music? <laughs> Was there any? Uh, did you get to see any of these like uh, pop punk bands? Like, did you go to any of their shows or anything that you I've thought were really fun? I've been to say anything. Um, I went to Cues. What we aim for. I really wanted to see the Front Bottoms. So I didn't get to. Um, I actually saw Isley also, which is Max Bemis's wife. Oh shit! Yeah, I know Isley. Um, Wait, I didn't know that was his wife. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Deep cuts with Stacy. <laughs> I told you we're renaming the show. We're rebranding just because you. I approve. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, definitely one of the things I want to talk to you about um, was a uh, "Don't Blink or You'll Die." Yeah. Because I've never heard of chip tunes before. I had a girl named Ale- Alexandra Bohannon. She writes for the cinematropolis.com. I don't know if you know her, but uh, I had her on the show and she was like, yeah, this thing. And like she explained it, but I still don't know what the fuck it is. Do you think you could explain what chiptunes okay, is? Okay, so you have a Game Boy, right? And then you just kind of wick it, wick it on the Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that, my friend, is a chiptune. Oh my god! I just want to. I want you to follow me around and explain things to people because you have like the best <laughs> descriptions for things. That's awesome. I think I remember her saying it was something about like eight bit music that kind of was like remixed and like repurposed or something like that. But it's just funny when someone tries to explain something like that to you that they're like, I don't know. It's like we're talking about. I don't know why I like it. Yep. It just is what it is. Uh, how did you hear about uh, "Don't Blink or You'll Die"? He was actually at BitCon, and he performed one year. And um, I, Is it like a live DJ type situation or what? Yeah, kind of. He, um, he, or he has like a guitar. It's the wiki wiki. He did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he inevitably added me on Facebook. But under, So you know how like people don't know the difference between Donald Glover and Childish Gambino? Yeah. Well, that was me with him. So it was Nathan Reed versus Don't Blink or You'll Die. And, oh, okay. Um, eventually, I, I put, you know, two pieces together. I'm like, oh, that's the same oh, guy. Oh, shit. So you weren't, you weren't making the connection. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, that's the same dude. 
That's hilarious. So I was I was uh, inadvertently following him and talking to him, and then he would talk about going on tour. He went to Japan um, sometime last year. Wow. And did a lot of cool things, and I was like, oh wait, yeah. No, I actually I know really you. like your music, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. There's so many like uh, at cons, like there's so many. It's like all the people that you'd want to hang out with anyway are there, and so you like you're meeting a lot of cool people that you may have not met otherwise it but has a great community aspect yeah. to it and i love that it is cool it's kind of like the thing and i i asked you about like kind of the the thing that kind of endears the city to you and um there's always like something coming up and like even you do your own thing and like started your own thing because of something you went to but it seems like there's always people starting to do things and like starting things up and wanting to be a part of like the art culture um do you, did you you think you saw like a lot of that like with just doing arcade or going to like the art shows and things like that? Yeah, I think um, there's. I'm not going to say it's an untapped market because clearly with all these things that do happen, it's tapped, you know. Uh, but there there could always be more because there was kind of those dry spells between each event, and to keep it going and to keep people inspired and to want to go to things like this and to meet new people. Uh, I think is one of the most important parts. And one of the uh, kind of, you know, another nerdy thing. So my boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> I met him at BitCon. Oh, really? Yeah. So I have that kind of uh, tear-jerking story where it's like, I met, I met the love of my life at a gaming and, you know, anime convention. Yeah. <laughs> what did, he, did he cosplay and he knew he was the one or what? Well, you know, <laughs> I was dressed as Leia. He was dressed as Leia. It was just meant to be... <laughs> You guys uh, got your chains tangled up on accident, yeah. and it was. And then we, you know, met. it was like the equivalent of getting your dogs tied up. Yeah, our <laughs> eyes crossed paths, and it was that moment. Man, that's funny. Um, so I, you know, it's it's fun to tell people that too, and to be able to share that story, and in how successful conventions can be, just for people in general. No, yeah, definitely, like in all aspects, you know. Um. I went to uh, to Wizard World when it was here, mm-hmm. and they have like a like a nerd speed dating thing, I've heard and of it's that. crazy. And they're telling us about like the success stories they've had, and they have like uh, they carry like uh, it was just a specific one, so I don't know if there's like a bunch of people that do it or what, but they had like these. Um, they keep all their wedding invites. Like people will send them a wedding, oh, okay. like a thing about their wedding because they met doing this and i like that's fucking crazy it is that they have yeah. a whole file of like success stories i'm like that's dope hmm. and so that's really neat like people coming together like and that's literally where people that are going to be in the same shit that you're into are going to be so it's like it makes sense mm-hmm. and so it's just funny you know sometimes like you meet someone it's like into the same exact shit and you're like this works Whereas, like, me and my wife, like, she does not give a fuck about anime. <laughs> she doesn't listen to my show. Like, and I don't take it personal or anything. It's just, like, not her thing, you know. But it's just funny, like, how it's, like, both ends, you know. Either, you're like, you guys work together, you like the same shit, or it's, like, complete opposites. That's just how it goes, you know. But, yeah, well, I really appreciate you coming out and uh, nerding yeah, out with fun. me. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, why don't you tell people where they can find, like, Arcade, Super Bitcoin, like, all the things that you're working on and then where they can find you, like, on social. On social media? Yeah. So, for social media, I have my own art page. It's The Starving Art. It's facebook.com slash findthestarvingarthere. To get to Oklahoma Arcade's website, which isn't completely done yet, so don't <laughs> judge me on the kind of ground-level WordPress work. Um, it's just <laughs> oklahomaarcade.com. And that's Artcade, like with a T. Artcade. Art. You get, I get like that. Like an art and arcade. My northerner accent. Art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you know? It's the Artcade. <laughs> I don't know. I think I could use some coffee. (laughs) Um, And then Super Bitcoin, you can find at superbitcoin.com. There's also their Facebook page, which is, you know, I spoke Super Bitcoin. It's pretty self-explanatory. Arcade also has a Facebook page, Oklahoma Arcade. Um, And you should go to James Neem's show tomorrow. And if you don't be there, you're going to be square. Boom. Well, we hope you went to it when this came out. 
Yeah. And you guys better go to it. Travel back in time and go to it if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, get your get your Rick and Morty on and go check the show out. Because this shit's going to be fun. And I wonder what, I think the next one he's doing, it's going to be in a few months. I think, I was trying to think of the theme that he said he was trying to work with, but I don't know, whatever he is, whatever it is, is going to be lit. So it's going to be fun. But, well, yeah, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media, Tunes Tunes Podcast. That's T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then Google Play, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And real quick, shout out to Vanessa House. Since I forgot to plug them at the beginning of the show, <laughs> they get that. They're going anchor with the plugs here. So <laughs> shout out to these guys for the 401k. It's just bomb.com. So thanks again, Stacy. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.